and welcome to Pretend to Imagine, a weekly podcast with Tyler and Greg. On tonight's uh, fun and fact-filled episode, we talk about PAX East, what we did in the last two months when we were on hiatus. Uh, we talk a little bit about uh, Cthulhu and pop culture. We talk about board games and cons. And we talk about a nifty little show called Mythica. Yeah. We also talked a little bit about the guest we had last yep, week yep, yep. and our new format that we're going yes. forward with. Now, today's podcast, we won't be having a guest, uh, but going forward, I think we'll have them. We, uh, we'll we very much uh, hope the next week uh, will be a guest episode. Yeah. Uh, and we'll uh, uh, keep an eye out on the Facebook page for uh, updates and hints and all those kinds of things. Uh, and actually, uh, Greg, I'd like to see... You can also it. check Cambridge Analytica. Your, the information will probably be there as well. It will. Uh, and actually, uh, Greg, uh, uh, you know, you could get us a picture of some of your acid-washed, uh, etched, not acid-washed, acid-etched acid acid metal. Acid-etched, acid-washed jeans. You're wearing acid-washed jeans. From the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, two months. Two months we, we took off. So we took two months off. Two months off. Uh, do you, uh, did, it, did you do anything interesting in your two months off? No. I did. What did you do? Well, I, uh, I learned how to pearl dive. You did not. I did. I did was, you really? Yeah, I did. It was. Uh, I tell you though, you got to hold your breath. It's. It, it's. You got to hold your breath for about two and a half minutes. It's. It's impressive. Yeah. No, you. Don't. Okay. Okay. You I, did. I. I didn't. I do. Uh, I did learn how to repair jet engines. No, you. T- <laughs> what did you do in the I, two months that you were? I saved France. <laughs> the whole country. I saved it. I can hear a collective. Bring back Bring, the guests. Where's, where are the guests? Bring, where are the where guests? Are the, oh, by the way, you know, it's, it's been, uh, it's, unfortunately, it's been tricky. We have, um, we normally have a tracker that tells us how we're kind of doing, whether people are listening. Our tracker is busted. We have no idea if anyone's even listened to our first Hello. podcast. Hello. Hello out there. Is there anybody out there? So we had, we had uh, our guest, first guest last week. Yep. And I think that went pretty well. I, we I, I will think be. So. I think we will be tooling it a little bit and tweaking it, and I think we're going to do be a little bit. We're going to prepare a little bit more ahead of time. We kind of did that one. We know Nate very well, and we did yeah. that very on the fly. And, and Nate was excellent as far as yeah, uh, he, a guest he's goes. very very knowledgeable. I think that very, for us, for you know, structuring the, these sessions yeah. might be a little bit more. But other than that, I think that was cool. And I think, and I think going forward, what's the what's the format we're looking to do here? I think what we what we want to do is uh, have our guests uh, come up with. Um, First of all, what, what they want to talk about is sort of in two sort of, I would say, maybe two general blocks, you know, and then we're yeah. going to talk to them beforehand. It's OK, let's for first half of this. We'll kind of talk about this as like both an intro and whatever. And then the second half sort of finishing up questions and stuff like that. So I think. Uh, no, no, no. But I, know, I, I, so as far as the format goes with. You mean doing guests in general? The, the season in general. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think... So get I, it guests, not yeah. guests. Yeah, we're going to... Sometimes gonna, it guests, guest yes. hosts, whatever. What's the, you know... Yeah, no, ab- absolutely. Um, I, and I think... Uh, I don't think it'll all be all guests, but I think it'll be... Um, that'll be a major part of what we do uh, going forward. Uh, so, uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, I, I've been asking some people around and some people who I wanted to come on have, have run into, and they've uh, said, hell no, to, not, to, not to with you. I don't want to, I don't yeah, want to. Megan, Megan will not. Uh, Megan says, well, we it, know this. We Ma- know this. Megan said it's okay if she remains a segment on the podcast, but not an actual <laughs> guest on the podcast. So <laughs> that's fine. You don't, no one is obligated to be, none of no, our no, friends no. are obligated to be a guest on the podcast. No, I'm going to inject them with sodium pentothal and drag them here and, that's and, an excellent and plan. interview them against their will. That's an excellent plan. <laughs> So um, we were we were going to talk about an emotionally charged uh, 
angry topic that caused Greg's no, blood pressure to rise. No, it was very mi- I don't even want to bring it up. We're not. We're not even so talking. That, about well, it. that'll never happen on this podcast. It's never happened. Whatever I'm it putting is. Putting my foot down. All right. We're not doing that. So, but I did. I went to um, PAX East uh, over the weekend. Yeah. And that's a con, right? Yeah, so yeah. that's Penny Arcade East. Sometimes when I say, "Oh, I went to PAX over the weekend," people think, "Was that some kind? Is that some kind of religious camp?" Yeah, that you the, went the to, PAX, you know, PAX Terra. The yeah. Pa- PAX. <laughs> yeah. Peace so, in the earth. Yeah. So uh, this is a, a Penny Arcade Expo, and tons of video game companies are there. There's a lot of board gaming there. I brought my nephew, who was 14. He enjoyed himself. Yeah. yeah. And I got to play a lot of, sampled a lot of games. Um, I got to meet, uh, I got to bump into more, I introduced myself to Matt Colville. No, you bumped a, into him directed, deliberately. Into, you I actually went right him. at him. I, yeah, I yeah, tackled exactly. him and I said, yeah. I like everything you do. You're so awesome. Um, so Matt Colville is a YouTuber uh, who does a lot of Dungeons and Dragons YouTube stuff and he has the most successful Kickstarter for an, a role-playing game, Sourcebook. $2 million Kickstarter. Um, I've been watching his videos for a long, long time. He's 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 pretty awesome. He didn't do um, Numenera, did he? No, he knows oh. the guys who did oh, Numenera. Okay. Yeah. Um, and actually, Numenera is the book that he beat as okay. far as... Because uh, okay. uh, it was a big one. Numenera was, Numenera was, was 1.3 million. Yeah. yeah. So his he, his was over 2 million. Wow. He, he beat them by quite a bit. Wow. Um, but he knows them. Uh, he knows those guys. Um, so what are your impressions on PAX? I like PAX East. It's a lot of fun. Um, you get to see... So there's Bethesda and um, uh, Nintendo. All the big, big game companies mm-hmm. are all there. Yep. They all have huge displays, very fancy displays, and you can play all the newest games. And they have they have hosts that are that are doing things, and people are live live broadcasting and, and live streaming right there at the con. But in a good par- portion of the con are the indie game developers, uh-huh. and those are games I've never no, heard video of before. Games or board games? Video games, video so games. they're well, board games as well. But right now we're talking about the video games. A lot of side scrollers, a lot of creepy, oh, creepy yeah. side scrollers, scary stuff yeah. that are beautiful, stylized artwork, and that's. And I don't like horror, but I really, really like that uh, that type of game development. Yeah. I don't want to go there and see the World of Warcraft booth or the whatever booth, then, then you, you know, the Overwatch booth. I want to go there and I yeah, want to see, see the, like the, the, the in, yeah. you know, what are these guys? They're struggling. You can see it in their eye. Hey, come try my game. Well, you know, that was, were, that's um, actually, that's sort of an interesting question for you. I know we're getting a little tangent here. Um, do you think indie is more likely to do horror games? Than, than sort of uh, action adventure shoot 'em ups, uh, you know. Because I mean, I, you know, I play um, Darkest Dungeon, and that was that was an indie, it was a Kickstarter. Yeah, yeah. And it's uh, my nephew loves Darkest. Yeah, Dungeon. it's a very much horror. It's really yeah. quite good. Uh, but do you think that that genre is more supported in the indie sort of se- subsection than it is in the mainstream? I think it might be a few things. Um, it, it, Horror definitely pigeonholes you into only a certain group of people. I will not buy a horror game. Okay. Um, but the other thing that horror does, and we talked about this with Lovecraft, is if you don't have a lot of money to promote your game, mm-hmm. it's a shortcut to theme. Okay. I don't have to teach you that it's a world where magic and science exists together and the fairies have crossed over from that. There's no world building. Mm. It's like you look at it, it's creepy, it's in a, it's in a mansion... I get it. You yeah, know, right, I right, want I want right. to explore that world. Right. And then, know, I'm familiar know, enough add, with it. Add salt to taste. You can say it's the devil. You can say it's Cthulhu. You can say it's a correct the, the mummy. You can say you know yeah. whatever. You just kind of put that in there, and it you, it's kind of all done at that. Yeah. Point. yeah. But the world building is sort of done. Not done to say that you can't have good worlds in horror, but it, you're right. It's not that yeah. necessary. I think when you don't right. have the money or, or the time for marketing, I think yeah. that that you, you can go down and yeah. you know you want to do something that's 
beautiful and stylized, and that's oh, a nice, nice way to go ahead and I'm do that. I'm just going to say poor, poor Cthulhu. So, Cthulhu. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I, I, just, I don't I have feel so bad for the guy now. It's just so sad. I know you're always talking about how Cthulhu is getting, is getting just uh, way too jump in the shark exposed and shark So I took a photograph. And... Let me see if I can find this photograph. Now, here. Greg, you should know you can't show photographs on, an, on a, on All a right, podcast. So I want everybody listening to look at this photograph. Listen carefully. Yeah. Listen to this photograph. Yeah. Uh, so somebody at the con was selling um, children's books. Yeah. Oh, and I they're know. all parodies of famous children's books. So we have, um, uh, they're all beautifully uh, rendered uh, parodies of the covers of these books as well. So there's Where the Deep Ones Are. Yeah. Instead of Where the Wild Things Are. Uh, Clifford, the Big Red God. Yeah. Ha ha. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, Probably God, God spelled shubby. backwards his dog. Yeah. Um, Good Night Azathoth. Yeah. Which is yeah. spectacular, yeah. and the Antarctic Express, the Antarctic, which is a really beautiful cover that looks just like the Arctic Express, yeah. except instead of a train, it's one of those planes with the pontoons that can yeah. land yeah. land on the Arctic. Sure. Sure. So these are children's books that, if you look look them up, you can find them. And I, I blame this, I blame the fact that that Lovecraft. What is, are you blaming? Where is the blame? blame? This is the blame. why is there blame? I shame you. I'm shaming you right now. The, the, I blame it on the fact that it's public domain. No, nothing. It, it, yeah. It's just anyone who wants to can do anything they want with that world and, and his work, and they just do whatever they want. And, and you know, don't get me wrong. Look, get me wrong. I watched The Adventures of Lil Cthulhu. And if you have a YouTube, go on YouTube and watch The Adventures of Lil Cthulhu. It's hysterical. It's yeah. amazing, okay? I'm not saying it's bad, but it's so sad that what started off as this genuinely creepy, almost secret knowledge when it began, when I was the hipster that I am, when, when I when I first started knowing about it. Let me just... And, wait, wait. Yeah. You are not a hipster. I am not a hipster. You are probably the least. The, when hipstery. people say, "What is the furthest thing from a hipster?" Tyler would be photograph a Tyler. The furthest, furthest hipster. Actually, yeah. Okay, so um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just. Uh, I mean, this was supposed to be scary. It's about as far from scary now as it, he's, we talked he's, about this before. He is the first guy who we're talking about world building. Well, before. we're not really. I mean, I'm not really talking about Lovecraft, but I'm just saying Cthulhu has become. I, I, if you, if you ask me, Cthulhu has become the unofficial mascot of nerds everywhere. Yeah, I think so. I, he's just be, he's just this this kind of friendly octopus-headed fellow that 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 you know <laughs> just gives you a big hug and and you know he's he's awesome you know he's just it's like <laughs> well yeah there's some ironic enjoyment I, of, of you know, Cthulhu it's just, uh, but well, I think uh, I was know, into all this before it was cool I know you were you know? Tyler I know I'm, and I'm angry and old and you're very I'm angry very, and old you're we know this we know this. <laughs> Um, so what else about? Uh, so anything else? Anything interesting at PAX that you saw no, coming up? No, um, I, be... I, I, uh, I think I, I went to the video game. The video game. I did do the video game section. There's a, a board game section which is excellent. Yep. Lots of indie board games. Yep. Board games. Uh, I made a uh, promise to myself that I was not going to buy any board games because I have board games that I well, bought last year at PAX, last year's PAX, I have and a... have not. I have a cautionary tale about that. I know an individual. I, they will remain nameless. No, I will change the sex. I will change the species. It's a goat. Oh, okay. Good, so good. I know this goat yeah. that went to Gen Con and spent $1,300 on games. Now, this goat was driving a car, so there was plenty of room in the car for said games. And uh, I suspect that this goat has still not played all the games, even though it's been about four years. Does this goat's first name rhyme with narc? 
No. Well, no. Well, okay. Yes, it does. It does. <laughs> it does. <laughs> I, just, I don't want to. The goat. The goat has been changed to protect the innocent. Yeah, but, uh, that's right. But uh, you know, I, I get it. I, I think you see these. They're very attractive. The games. They're beautiful. They they're beautiful, glossy boxes. And they, like, you look at the back. You're like, oh, it's a it's a genre you think is awesome. It's like, oh, this is a gangster game. That's you gonna know, be fun. I, yeah. When you when you it's open hard to the say bo- no. When it's, you open the box and you take out all the parts, it it, it titillates it, the parts is, of the brain is, yeah, that yeah. go. It's a treasure. Sure. This must it's a treasure. You're opening this treasures. must do this and this goes yeah. here and these these things will, will be assembled and make a little clock. And oh I see yeah. when you and it just your whole brain gets gets goes crazy. It is. It's the sensation of delight. It's That's delight. That's what is delight. Um, yep. so but, I promise myself no board games. Well, I'll tell you something. I'm lucky because when I go to Gen Con, I generally take carry on, which means that I physically can't bring back I happen to know a that at Gen Con. Yeah. There is a FedEx that will just booth. ship everything home. You buy you. everything you want, you bring it over to the FedEx booth. It's yeah. in the con. There, there was one at, yeah. at San Diego Comic Con when I was yeah. there, and there's one at PAX East. And you just, doesn't actually, matter how big it is, actually, they'll box the, it up for the, you and ship it home. The other thing, honestly, is you can actually just tell the dealer you want it shipped, and they do it. Yeah. You know, so I, I had a, I bought a uh, some battle foam for my, uh, my Tyranids. Nerd. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, we, we bought, I bought some battle phone and they just sent it to my door I mean they sent it mm-hmm. to my door I was just I put put in the order gave me my address and that was it so it's true it's not really a barrier but to some degree it is a barrier because you're like oh you know I can't buy all this shit and take it home you know you can kind of kind of do that but uh, it's it's also it's also tough because like you'll go and do demos at Gen Con I'm sure they had them at PAX probably too uh, you play a demo and you're like that was the best thing ever. Yeah. I have to buy this little game right now, and yeah. and you do, and and then of course you never play it again. It, it sits it sits in your game shelf. I have Ginger um, Dead House. Oh, I've seen your game collection, I my friend. Gin- I have you gin- hoarder. Yeah, I know. I I bought Ginger Dead House, which was a great game last oh, year. Haven't good. haven't I like played it, and I bought. I'd play that. Pixel, Pixel. I don't know. Pixel Smash or Pixel something. Yeah. Or other. Yeah, haven't, I haven't played it. I think you're maybe a little safer if you go to game days or game nights with your friends and you play a game and you say, oh, that was really good because you really get to play it with your friends and you can kind of... Well, being know. at a con, it's almost like being on a vacation. It's, it, it's, well, it is on vacation. Everything, all the money in your pocket is monopoly money. It has no value. Right, you know it's going to go. There's no, there's yeah. no price comparison. Yeah. There's no I want. So I did what I think might be, now I am a straight white male. I think you I did. Bastard. I know you bastard. You're, you're bad and you should feel I bad. Think I did the whitest thing I've ever done in my life. You bought stocks. <laughs> I bought a semi-precious D20. <laughs> no, that's not white male. That's nerd, my friend. That's, that's, that's the nerd. nerd. That's nerd. I bought, you nerd. I bought a lapis lazuli. Is that how it's called? Lapis lazuli. L- lapis lazuli. Yeah. D20. It's beautiful. It's this awesome blue i bought uh, a blue sandstone which is almost black yeah blue black yeah with glitter and these like it's sparkling and, and these dice are too nice to use they i'm not going to use them are you crazy so what are they for they're going to stay in a box in a shelf somewhere no of course i'm going to use them <laughs> i'm going to use them actually, and, I, and i bought a metal die okay well i, I yeah I, that's i mean that's that's actually you know what i saw uh, mm-hmm. at gen con oh my god so you've played water deep right of course okay you water, know, water derp you know that the square monies the square money the, yeah. the moon shape money yeah Made out of brass. Yeah, so... And you're like, oh my God. How much are they each? The, oh, I don't know. They're like $2 each or some ridiculous so amount. So I have the ability to uh, acid etch brass. Okay. So I can take a square or a yeah. round. You can buy these at the, uh, online or at craft stores. And I can draw whatever I want on them. And I can, and it's easy enough to draw on brass as it is for me to draw on paper. Okay. It's pretty simple. Yeah. 
And then you draw the image on the brass and you dip it in the acid for yep. like 10 minutes to an hour, depending. Yeah. So you dip and acid. You pull it out. I dip acid on a regular basis. And you've seen it. I showed you the, yeah. the, the thing, right? Yeah. So, you know, we'll, maybe we'll put those online, the acid etched If you'll send uh, it to me, I'll put it right up by it. Yeah, sure. But every time I make the piece of acid etched jewelry, I always think it would be awesome to make monies. 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 That's a, that's a Earth nerd. Earth monies. That's a Space nerd term. Space monies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for for games, yeah, you know, uh, well, there's but a there's they'd be, a they'd be like there's you know, a there's a booth at Gen Con that does exactly that. So they've already ca- they've already ha- they've already had your idea. So no, you can just forget it. Just they're casting them when they're made. Mine would be like each individual thing. one yeah. could be different. Do you realize you could probably just use washers, brass washers, and make neat neat absolutely coins out use, of washers. Absolutely you know? like, use bar, bra, brass washers. Yeah, yeah cool. But uh, yeah, no, that uh, but that is exa- another example of like these sort of impulse buy things. You said, well, I play Waterdeep, and wouldn't it be sweet to have that? And actually, a lot of Kickstarters do that. Um, I uh, I played um, a wonderful game called Tokaido. Uh, with my friend Harry and Sarah, but Sam had the Tokaido that you got if you kickstarted. And yeah. their Tokaido has all these gorgeous metal money pieces and little figurines for the yep. people. And, you know, and of course, ours was all paper. It's just pieces of paper. And, you that, know. and that's interesting because that, that Tokaido came out, I think, for years prior to the Kickstarter yeah. that was the Kickstarter exclusive. So they, they had to make it. It's not like we're making Tokaido... Help us make the they game. They just decided to do it. It's to like kind of they've been making the game forever. So like, we would, want to make a deluxe so version. You, so would you say that that's almost? Uh, I mean, it's almost advertising, really. It's almost like you're, you're getting advertising for Tokaido because not, people might notice the Kickstarter and say, oh, "Isn't that cool?" But I don't want to back it. But then they might just go buy Tokaido anyway. What it is, um, it's there's a certain amount of people that would like a high end deluxe version of Tokaido, yeah. but not enough for the company to, to actually to make a mass run. market, right. find a place right. to to sell it, a shelf space, and stores are going to sell it. So yep. they mitigate their 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 risk by getting people to pre commit yep. to it, and then they know, okay, we've got. 10,000 people that want this. Yeah, sure. We know how yeah. much it's going to cost. Yeah. To, to, but to I mean, it's ironic because I bought uh, Takedo for Harry and Sarah as a gift. Um, they had some, you know, I, I, I just... It's I supposed like, to be a great like a, game. Yeah. It's a wonderful game. And actually, not to get too much of Takedo, but uh, just as a quick, quick game review, it's very beautiful. Yeah. It's a Japanese it's, it's, uh, uh, you, theme, you right? play You play a group of Japanese artists who are traveling from, uh, I believe... I, believe it's Tokyo to to cut to Tokaido and it's about this journey and you might go and make some money working on a farm and you might paint part of a a landscape and you might go to the hot springs and relax there for a bit it sounds and, delightful and sometimes you can go to the market and buy some interesting things that you've been collecting uh sometimes you just meet some people on the road and chat with them that's the like and, i'm playing and, dead of winter and, zombie and, games and, and, this, and you're playing game, like these relaxing game, zen. And, and the game is beautiful it's just, it's all this like sort of traditional japanese art it's absolutely beautiful does it have zombies there are no zombies in is Tokaido. there a zombie expansion i can buy there is there's there's not i believe the expansion is the sushi expansion where you have sushi? No, but it's uh, it's this incredibly nonviolent. Um, not to say that you can't dick other people over because you can, but it's just not. It's a very, very, very interesting game, and it's it's a scoring game. You're trying mm-hmm. to get points. That's how by doing certain things and getting certain things, you, you you get points. But but very just very peaceful and very nice, very very Japanese. Actually, it's a very mm-hmm. sort of really cool concept. Uh, so if you get a chance to play Tokaido, uh, do it. Uh, you will you will definitely enjoy it, and it will not put you to sleep. We started this conversation with what did we do in the two months that we were off, and I went to PAX. I probably okay. did a bunch of other you, things you, too, but but this past weekend yeah. I went to PAX. Yeah. Did you do anything this this 
past um, two months? I wouldn't say so. I mean, I, it's it's been kind of same old, same old for me. It was not to say that there's you not You watched a lot I'm of Red into. Dwarf? Uh, well, actually, you know what I did watch? Um, and actually, uh, I'm going to give it a shout out because I, I actually really enjoyed it. Um, and I'll, I'll talk broad strokes. Uh, I watched Mythica. Oh. So Mythica's on Amazon. Okay. So Mythica, no, no, Lindsay was recommending. She was recommending. I watched the Mythica. first episode of Mythica. Uh, I, I believe it's called Searching for Heroes or, or Finding Heroes. So this like is that. a fantasy, yep. very much uh, high fantasy very, world. Very, yes. Campy, not quite, it's, not totally unlike Xena and Hercules. Um, okay, Xena and Hercules are sillier. Than Mythica. Okay, Mythica yeah. takes itself seriously. Okay, it's a serious thing. You're not supposed to be laughing at it. Okay, it's actually serious. Now, it's got some bad CGI. We're not going to deny that. I'm okay, okay with that. You have to kind of say, okay, it's CGI. You know, it's not good. Uh, but one of the things that surprised me about it was some of the visuals are amazing. Gorgeous camera work, beautiful um, yeah. setting. Um, Would well, you know where it's filmed? I don't know where it's filmed. I'm going to try to find out. But I mean, absolutely gorgeous. There's like this one where they're climbing up this hill, and it's it's like at dusk, and you see their black outlines against the starry sky. Beautiful, beautiful yeah. cinematography. I mean, very very impressive. And the, one of the things that's actually really funny about it is, it's actually somewhat more realistic than a lot of the things we've seen. When you watch Game of Thrones or you watch. Um, Lord of the Rings, the fights are very choreographed. Everyone does everything perfect. Every motion is exactly perfect. Yep. These fights are brutal. People are just wailing on each other. People are getting hit. And like high school fights. It's, high, it's, it's, it's <laughs> like watching SCA, really. Because, I mean, you know, they're, they're, here they are in their costumes. They're trying to Don't fight. make fun they're, of the SCA. <laughs> it is, oh, I'm going to mace. I'm going to hit you. Uh, but uh, it, it's uh, the, the the fights are funny. There's a lot of rubber face orcs. It's, it's actually really good. The thing, there's a few things that I, I noticed about it. One is that the poor f it's, it's it's Lindsay had told me she said it's like watching a D&D &D campaign and it, well, let me ask it, you a question it, yes is the main character a straight white male female with a bad leg okay and she's actually a great character I love that's her that's good so that's, she's, that's pretty she's, good the only thing is she's got she's like this really good nice person but she's got like this horrible like dark streak that she can't really control uh, but she's a, she's a cool character and a little bit like Ray in a way because mm -hmm. like in the beginning she's like this very exuberant, happy kind of person and then she goes through this period of being very dark and very unhappy and by the end she's happy again, so it's kind of nice. Uh, there's the typical tropey McTrope trope rogue who's you know having sex with anything he can find, stealing from everybody, cocky, etc. You know, he's fun. I think he's a half-elf. Well, this was a Kickstarter, uh, right? I don't know. It might have been. I, and, I looked it up briefly when Lindsay was recommending it and I believe that they, they got some of the initial funding through Kickstarter, which is funny, which is surprising. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise And then me. they they got picked up and funded to, to do the whole thing. And then they have the uh, the sanctimonious, uh, beautiful, every hair in place cleric. Uh, she's she's an interesting character. And then finally, this big, beefy, long haired dude who's the warrior. And this poor bastard just gets his ass kicked the entire time. He gets arrows in his back. He gets hit by a boulder thrown by a, a, a by a he's, thing by a, a, he's a attracting aggro. That's his job, and that's exactly all yeah. he does is get hurt. He doesn't kill anything. Yeah. He just gets the shit kicked out of him, and then the he the healer heals him, and he just lies there in agony, and he basically he absorbs just, he absorbs he just, damage. He just it's all like, right. So no know. one else has so, seen this. So anyway, so. we're, we're not going to get into it. So so anyway, but the bottom, bottom line is that I was actually fairly impressed with it. Don't expect too much, but if you like the genre, you like D and D. You know, if you're the kind of person who likes to like go on, or, or Lord on, of the Rings, or Lord of the Rings, yeah. But if you like, you're the kind of person who likes to go in and listen to people play a role play 
This is kind of the same thing, okay? Because you could tell this was somebody's game that they ran. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's it's obvious. So I, so I am somebody who listens to yeah, people you'd find it, it fun. For, I think uh, yeah. some of it is very cringeworthy to watch people play. There's a lot of in jokes and a lot of stuff like that. I would like to rage. <laughs> that, that, now that's from Critical Role, right? So you don't even watch that. So Critical <laughs> Critical, you I, you know because I told you about it. So Critical Role is awesome. my favorite. Is my favorite. Those are now that's a, like professional voice actors. They do voice actors for a lot of anime. Films. Yes. They do voice actor. I think. I think. Um, Attack on Titan and Dragon Ball Z, and they do tons of video game voices. These, this group of maybe six or eight yeah. voice actors. Yeah. So they're great at improv, and they do voices for for the characters. And they really do. It's very story based. There is yeah. combat, but it's very story based. So Critical Role is the height of like yeah. what is what is. Uh, the, you know, the, and even that, if you're not if you're not up for it, you could watch Critical Role and go. Mm, and then didn't didn't you uh, you like Harmon Quest? Oh, I loved Harmon Quest, but they they put the, they had that shitty model where you get like season one, and then it's like three dollars a month to sign up for some uh, some serve, yeah. some web service that that only thing on it is Harmon Quest. And I'm I not doing that. That's really worth it. Yeah, yeah so sorry. screw that. And that's also the reason why I don't watch the new Star Trek uh, Star Trek show. Oh, really? Um, yeah, they, they, C- CBS wants you to sign up for CBS no Prime way. for like it's like six six dollars. Wait, 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 a wait month. hold on. Whoa, whoa, I'm floored here. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I knew there was a new Star Trek. Yeah, okay. Star Trek Discovery, I think. So, is, the name so of it. Star- is that what they're doing with this? Yeah. It was You the, are kidding me. It's the flagship show for CBS, I think CBS Prime. You are some, kidding me. You're gonna like pay that. for CBS Prime. And it's like six bucks a month. Oh, I don't think that's And the uh, only know, thing sorry. worth watching on CBS is this show, and I, I will not do it. And I'm like, do you want your stuff to get pirated? Because this is how yeah, you get your exactly, stuff inspired. Do you think you're actually gonna like enrage all those nerds and they're gonna sit idly by with their massive computer skills and and hacking knowledge and not pirate you? My so fools. time will tell. They're they, fools. They know whether they got the, the eyeballs on the screens to make the show worth it. I think it's being renewed for a second season. Right. Uh, it's getting it's getting pretty good reviews. No. Some people are complaining about it. Again, I haven't seen it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm not doing that. If if this world fragments into like I have to pay six bucks a month for every single channel that's every single network that's out there, forget it. Yeah, I've actually, uh, to be fair, I've been very happy with Amazon Prime. Uh, yeah, Amazon Prime. And again, you you still haven't seen Tick. No, I haven't. Oh, oh my God! All right, I'm well, not gonna. I'll, I won't rhapsodize, but I'm just gonna tell you that you're well worth your time. I mean, I'll, I'll well, well worth your time. So what else? Um, what else have we got going? So what else? So anyway, other things. So I ran a uh, a real good uh, Call of Cthulhu one shot. Oh which, yeah, I heard everyone survived. Everyone survived. Keely was actually reproachful. She was mad at me. She she looked at me. She goes, you know, you took it easy on us. I'm like, well, you want me to kill you? She goes, well, you know, in a one shot, I, I think it's fun. I'm like, uh, so if, uh, if you don't know, uh, uh, I think most of our listeners probably I now do. But Cthulhu, yeah, role playing game where you play uh, in, in the world of Cthulhu, or, yeah. but. Um, it's a one shot, so you're only playing for that one evening with your friends, and then you'll never play those characters again. You'll never play that story again. So usually there's, so, a, there's a high body count with these things, a, and it's Cthulhu. Yeah. So just yeah. like in Lovecraft books, there's a lot of they, people dying at the end. Yeah, succeeding in a Cthulhu one shot is not likely. No, you generally yeah. don't. And, and I've uh, played in your one shots, and, and, and we failed many times, many, many times. In it. Yeah. But uh, no, so, it was. So uh, the, and it, that, that'll give you a good clue as to the kind of game it is yeah. when your players are angry at you that, you, that, that you they succeeded you know it was uh, it was my first multimedia cthulhu we uh, i actually uh, when it came time for them to see the play of the king in yellow i actually had them come upstairs 
and watch Casilda's song on YouTube. Oh yeah, yeah which was yeah. just just great. You know how that that went on, and then we went back downstairs, and I, I during the the funeral of their friend, I played Hello Darkness, my old friend, <laughs> and everyone was just like, <laughs> Nate looked at me and said, "You asshole." <laughs> <laughs> so we had a good time. Uh, so yeah. I'd been working on that over the last two months, but uh, yeah, no, um, you know, I wouldn't say. Uh, I mean, I don't know what. Let me, let's see the other things I had, I had uh, I was going to lie about. Uh, oh, I clogged a toilet in the Pentagon. Um, <laughs> I summoned Yog Sothoth. And I wash my sheets. <laughs> those are the other things. Yeah, I, that's I that's good. Those are good lies. Yeah, yeah. I don't believe any of those. So I think that's uh, that's good. Thank you for listening to the Pretend to Imagine podcast yes, with Tyler you. and Greg. Thank you very much. And uh, we learned a lot today, didn't we, Tyler? Yeah, a lot of stuff we going on. We talked a lot about, we talked about uh, our, our new guests, yep. or our get last week's guests, guest, our, yeah. our, our new format. We're still working with the Kings Up. We'll make that work. We talked about going to PAX East, right? Yeah. And cons in general, and I, I think that that's a, a I love cons. I, think I love just, I'm so looking forward to Gen Con this year. Uh, we talked about Cthulhu again. Again, but he pops up. Yeah. He does. He pops like up. That. Yeah. The show Mythica. Right, mm-hmm. that was yeah, so. If, you, if anybody watches Mythica, tell us on Facebook um, and how you liked it or what your yeah. thoughts were. On, oh, just a thing Mythica. I didn't mention. Um, each at least the episode I saw was about an hour and a half, so it's like a little movie basically. So oh, it's cool. watching a little movie. So That's if you cool. have an afternoon, not, not much going on, check it out. It's yeah, fun. High tolerance. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, go yeah. for it. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Thanks for listening. This has been another episode of Pretend to Imagine. For questions or comments, please email us at podcast at pretendtoimagine.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Pretend to Imagine. And visit our website at, you guessed it, pretendtoimagine.com. Produced by Tyler Smith and Greg Fisher. Web design and tech support by Small Hall Studios. Audio by Mitch Myers. Music by Greg Fisher. Editing by Tyler Smith. Please check us out on iTunes and Stitcher. And give us a five-star rating if you enjoy our podcast. Thanks, and happy pretending.